Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The big buzzword around the digital landscape is neobanking. And today we have a chat with a new startup neobank. Welcome, John. Thanks, Glenn. Good to be here. Uh, And welcome to all of you who listen. You might be on a bloody commuter train going down into Melbourne. It's a nice Tuesday morning. Um, I don't know. What's a commuter train line in Melbourne? Uh, It could be on the Dandenong line or Glenn Waverley. Or you might be on the commute home in your car in Perth. Um, Couldn't be. Maybe up at night, not able to sleep. You might, yeah, you might be trying to go to sleep. There are podcast apps where they've got the um, snooze thing. It's like turned off after oh, really? 15 minutes. So, if I'm putting you to bed tonight, you're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I guess the, the, the point of this is me talking to you who's on the Gold Coast right now mm. or you who's in Adelaide right now or you, I think we've got one listener in Hobart, joking, joking. <laughs> Someone said though. No, they're We're listening to it exercising, didn't they? I'm yeah, like, it's weird. Yeah. But I guess the difference with our podcast is we're actually doing this around our community of listeners um, because we know we know who you are. A lot of you engage with us and we want to be very um, also proactive with giving you information and also a bit maybe, I don't know if the word's reactive, but addressing your concerns. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening, um, for the one person who might be listening right now. Yes. Um, thank you for um, giving us your ears. Now, John, yes. I'm putting you on the spot here. Uh, uh, again. <laughs> what would you say on your tombstone? <laughs> I maximized everything I had. I gave it all. <laughs> I had a crack. I had a crack. Yeah, what would you put? I was thinking like in inverted commas or like quotes. Yeah. I told you I was sick. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I don't know. It'd be funny. Do you reckon you'll be buried or cremated? Jeez, now we're going to. (laughs) Is that a personal question? No, I don't think it is. Um, I don't think I've decided yet. (laughs) Let the boss decide. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no. Traditional path probably. What, what's is that? Is that like a, I, I think a, it's burial. No, a traditional. What is it like? We're going to put you on a um, a floating timber boat and burn you and push yeah. you down the river. Yeah. No. Why? Why? Where are you? Where are you going? With oh, this? no, it was literally just a random question. Right. Were we talking about tombstones? Yes. Yeah. But why were we talking about tombstones? Oh, I was thinking about it this morning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's yeah. no logic. There's, there's <laughs> yeah. nothing to do with anything we're talking about today. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, thank you to everybody, um, particularly John, for not dying on us um, just yet. You're listening to My Millennial Money. 
We're sort of like the Australian Dr. Phil podcast, except we talk about money. And Glenn hasn't been a doctor for a while. <laughs> now, banking, John. What's your... Yeah. Um, do you know what I notice online and I'm in a few different um, consumer or Facebook groups, right? Yeah. And everyone's like, what bank should I use? Or yeah. what's the right bank for me? Like, and we will talk about this, uh, the new neobank landscape. But do you have any general thoughts about mm. everyday banking and transactional accounts? Yeah, I do. I think generally we need to be educated and aware that there's a lot more than the big four out there. Yeah, and that, absolutely. And that going, not going with the big four isn't any more risk than staying with the big four. Mm. There's Actually, just I'll jump in there just on your point because mm. I was going to do this at the end of the podcast, but Emily had a question. Um, one, and we'll do part two of her question at the end, but the first one is, are there... Sm- are the smaller banks such as ING and ME Bank as safe as the big banks for my savings? Yeah. Yeah. And the short answer is no. Wherever you put your money, there is some element of risk, whether it's NAB or ME or ING or Westpac. No, no but I guess what she's saying is, is there any difference with having 10 grand in CBA or ME Bank? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't believe that there is. Well, I mean, no, because they're both, all, they're all governed under the same APRA rules correct. with reserves and blah blah blah. Yeah, if you want to go offshore and put your money, then that's a different conversation, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, I think there's 87 lenders at the time of speaking. Yeah. Around the country. Yeah. Um, a lot of there, there is a lot of them owned by the big four: ANZ, Westpac, uh, Commonwealth, and. What's the other one? CBA. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's um, there's credit unions and all those that are um, independent, and yeah, they've got regulations that they need to adhere to. So I don't see the risk. It's just being aware of what's out there and what's going to suit your situation. Yeah, and I think my own view is, um, you know, personal banking. It isn't really a big deal. I kind of it would be the equivalent of like someone in a food forum going oh should i shop at woolworths coles aldi or ing uh, or or iga that's right um at the end of the day they've all got the same crap yeah the different i actually shopped at aldi for the first time the other day (laughs) did you yeah almost walked out with a new wheelchair but um, (laughs) (laughs) but then i went home and purchased a wheelchair on ebay because um I'm getting... Did I tell you I'm getting all surgery? No, I'm just about yeah, to ask sorry. you why you're actually getting a wheelchair <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm at booked age in. 24. Um, yeah, thanks, John. No, I'm booked in to... I went and saw that... You know how I had the bone tumour yeah. cut out at the end of... So, that long bone in your leg, yeah. the tibia, is it? Tibia, yeah. At the end of the tibia knuckle, I had a bone tumour right. uh, 15 months ago yeah, that had yeah. to be cut out. I don't know why I'm telling everyone this, but we're here now. <laughs> anyway... I was supposed to, at the same time, get my ligament reconstructed, yep. the lateral ligament on the outside of my ankle. Mm-hmm. But the surgeon went in and the scans and everyone said it was a cyst. So, yes. I'm like, while well, I'm in there, reconstruct the ligament, sort that because it's torn. Mm. Went in, found out that it wasn't a cyst. It was a tumor. It was benign, thankfully. Yeah. Now, I am going back to get the ligament reconstructed. Yeah. 
because every time I walk, like at least once a week, my ankle will roll out from me. Does it? Um, yeah. But weirdly, mm. I got a scan recently and I've got to get another scan next or oh, this week at RPA. Mm. The tumor or the cyst or whatever it is has grown back already. Right. So, we're just going to suck it and see and just see. So, within all that, I went to Aldi. Yes. Saw wheelchairs and I'm thinking, I need a wheelchair for downstairs at home while I can't walk for those two weeks. (laughs) So, thank you, Aldi. Well done, Aldi. Yeah, Um, you can get anything there. And then I've I've still got the mobility scooter in my garage. That I'll use to zip around to Flower and Co. Well, you're just going to fit right into retirement, aren't you? You've <laughs> I've retired. Got, you've got everything. What can I say? Yeah, so, no, within all cool. that tangent, I think personal banking, it's basically the same as groceries. It's a commodity now. Mm. I don't think you should be paying any fees on your everyday transactional accounts at all. No. And I think, and I'm just, we're having a bit of a rant here, but I think, you know, when people say, in high interest online savings accounts that language should be killed now because there's no Mm. such thing in my view as a high interest online savings account i would say anything high interest is over five percent yeah i would just say an interest bearing online savings account (laughs) because fee free fee free online savings account um and and like back in 05 yes you could have an online account yeah that would have eight percent interest but you know but the interest rates are higher too, so it's all relative, isn't it? The cost of money. Um, and just on that, my word off the street last week sure. is that there's two interest rate re- reductions to come in the next 12 months from the RBA. Mm. So that's hot off the press. Wow. Um, but going back to your Aldi and your Woolworths and CBA, ANZ, examples, well, everyone has their honeymoon rates. Yes. Everyone has their specials or their off certain products but at the end of the day at the end you end up paying the same amount anyway because they're the honeymoon rate ends or you you pay less on something else and more on something and realistically you can't beat the bank no i mean i i've talked and chatted with a lot of economists and really intelligent people who follow this crap Mm. and their own mortgages they're like i'm just always variable just go up and down with it because you actually can't beat the bank. That's right. So, yes, fixed is good for your own personal planning and situation. To a point in this environment, maybe after the next dip of interest rate cuts, mm. fixed could be cool because interest rates are never going anywhere but up after the next you know handful of years. No, and I think fixing, as you said, just gives some certainty in someone's highly stressful life. Yeah, know, absolutely. Just, just sharpens that up. but. Mm. There is a lender out there at the moment that has a fixed rate that you can actually offset um, your your money against as well. Yeah. Which is pretty rare. Yeah. Um, but it all goes back to last week's episode about you just got to speak to a mortgage broker. You do. So, let's... Um, oh, so... So, if I said to you, John, mm. you know, Neobank, yeah. what comes to mind? Small. Small, small, <laughs> yeah. So what what I've done is NeoBank is this, and this is I've predicted uh, particularly with the online um, world that we're living in now that there's going to be a lot more of these startup banks mm-hmm. that are a, a lean, nimble, yeah, um, basically all online, 
and really good app user interface as with, you know, the raise, the spaceship investment, all those micro investing platforms over the next five years, I reckon, and particularly super, I think you'll start to see uh, probably the most competition and amount of noise with new entrants to that space in the next five years than we've ever seen before. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Well, it just makes it more confusing as well. But I I was in Melbourne recently and there's a new Neo Bank and Neo basically just means new. Mm. Okay. And it's a new bank called Up Bank. And you've just got to be aware that and you'll hear in this interview that I did with the um the key team there and the co founder that you need in Australia you need a you need to be an I might just let the interview speak for itself. Where we dump him and Anson Parker. And thanks for letting me in your uh, cool little office. No worries at all. Great to have you here. Cheers. So, um, when I was told that I was meeting with um, both of you, I thought, you know, you might have had a little serviced office or something, but you've got a full operation here. Like, this is this is real. Um, this is real. This yeah. Is- so, yeah, we're real. We're, we're just less than 30 people. So, we've got 29 people. Wow. And we never wanted to be bigger than 30. Yeah. So, it's kind of a, it's an artificial constraint we created for ourselves. But yeah. it's good to have constraints. It helps with design thinking. It helps with um, uh, focus and priorities and those sort of things. But, yeah, so it's a nice building. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Yeah. Now, Dom, if I was to say um, one or if I was to ask one question to you, uh, why up? As the name or the company the or name, the idea the or com- whatever, hit me. <laughs> uh, probably all those things. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, uh, yeah, so Anson will answer maybe the name yeah. since he's the inventor of it. Yeah, thanks for giving me that credit. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can go first. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, we really wanted to have a name that was kind of fundamental. It wasn't something just kind of like, you know, really techie or, mm. or sort of jargony so i mean up obviously speaks to kind of ascent and 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 uh and progression and positivity and, sure. and we just felt those were really great um uh sort of attributes to have our brand aligned with and also we worked out we could we could get the domain can we um, trademark which is up? always important um it, it gets tricky with that because it's a very fundamental word mm. um but you can trademark treatments and logos and yeah. things like that maybe yeah. not necessarily we can't own up yeah unfortunately but yeah. you know it's actually one of the words that is carved out in the trademarks legislation ah. and they use it as an example of a word that you can't sort of protect well it's like apparently in australia you're not allowed to name your kid jesus hitler or satan it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah I mean, I know me. a lot of people that could be called some of them, but anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, up, it's an all-encompassing type of word that, yeah. I, I think mean. that's the brand. Like, the brand and the name is, is, is one thing. The yeah. other is, I guess, why we're doing banking or why we're doing this. So, we're, we're a technology company, you know, a software company. Yeah. And we uh, have tried solving problems in other industries before. Yeah. Um, and sort of stumbled our way into the banking industry mm. and after working in the industry for five or six years uh working with uh your team's making a lot of noise out there for <laughs> a small a, team there's yeah. a, a lot of noise <laughs> going yeah, on. mario can't talk yeah. it's yeah. an interesting yeah. day to come to the office yeah. yeah it's very good uh yeah so i think for us uh we've worked in the banking space you know, at the time when we started up for maybe five or six years so we're sort of nearly eight years in now so sure. five or six years and then uh and then we thought you know we wanted to try something as like ourselves and as in having a direct relationship with a customer yeah and to be able to solve everyday problems so, yeah. yeah and i think like my latest rant when I talk to small business owners is everyone 
you had now got an online business. By the way, you do hairdressing. By the way, you're a mechanic. So everyone's business model should be an online business and just so happens you do banking. That's it. Now, you've just probably turned my little saying up a notch by saying an online technology business. Yep. And I guess everyone's business could be a technology business. By the way, I'll clean your house. By the way, I'll change the oil in your car. So yeah, software's eating yeah. the world. Yeah, that's that's what they say. And you see that. I mean, Uber wasn't started by a bunch of cab drivers or no. a taxi company. It was started by software engineers that absolutely that probably didn't know how how it worked that well, but but figured they could fix it or make it better. And, yeah, um, I, that's to, that's to us one of our kind of unique uh, yeah. advantages um, or diff- the things that separates us from other people. It's we're really a a big group of software people, uh, even if we're in design or product or engineering, uh, that's the world we come from. Yeah. Um, so we kind of we have a fresh perspective. We kind of you know you talk to anyone in software and they look at banking and think why isn't this better? Um, uh, and so we had the opportunity to actually work on that problem, which very few people get, and that was that was kind of exciting. Yeah. Um, what's your um, website? Our actual web address, yeah, up dot com Yeah, so so getting the yeah no, getting the domain name up is up dot com today. was did you have to buy it off yeah, somebody? Yeah, so it wasn't easy, and yeah. there was a we had a uh, you know we had to work with brokers, and we had a bit of a bidding war. Um, it, you know, obviously it's a movie by Disney, and yeah. obviously um, Microsoft have a uh, have a cloud hosting service called Up. So so there was some Union Pacific Railroad, Union Pacific Pacific Railway. Well, yeah, yeah. That's up so com, yeah. You have to buy a railway to get hold of that. Yeah. Um, maybe next year. The lovely. Fee, who's your PR yep. uh, manager extraordinaire? Shout out, hi Fee. Uh, she's pretty much said you guys are like pretty open and all that, and you'll obviously tell me if I can't ask a question yep. or you're yeah. not allowed to answer it. Did you pay more than thirty grand for up.com.au? Yes. Okay, more than a hundred? Yes. Okay, I don't want to go any higher. No, it look, it's a, it'd be less than the next number you said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I think uh, like, but. but, but if I could just jump in there, everyone's thinking, oh, that's a crazy amount of money. Um, one, it's called online real estate. Yep. Um, and you purchase some real estate yep. to build yeah, that, something yeah, awesome. Mean, absolutely. When you look at all the costs involved and in getting a brand started, I mean, you can easily, you can pay a brand sort of agency hundreds of thousands of dollars to come up with a name for you. So, yeah. so really, even though that's sort of a new market, I guess buying domains, relatively speaking, the investment's mm. relatively low compared to what you could spend on digital marketing Absolutely. or even an ad in the or paper. Or a national ad campaign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. So we were looking at it as sort of holistically... Uh, and also with the brand, uh, we see banks all over the world, digital banks all over the world, and a lot of digital banks will just look like a normal bank, and they're trying to invoke trust, they're trying to invoke security, they're trying to invoke money, and all the usual things you can imagine that a bank are trying to create through a brand. Mm. Whereas Up is remarkably different than any other bank brand that we've seen. Mm. Mm. And I think that that, that that investment in the brand is really important for who we are and speaking to customers in our way. Yeah. And I guess just as a um, a cool little thing, I mean, 10 minutes ago, I didn't know both of you, um, but, you know, one email and I'm in front of the founder of possibly one of the next big competitors in the banking space in Australia. That's right. Um, <laughs> so move over CBA. Yeah, well, I think, you know, we're very accessible. We really want to expose kind of that culture because... I guess if you're going to get into why up over other things, I mean, I think we think culture is a really big part of that Um, and being transparent and having people, you know, people can talk to us through the app customers uh, or find us on social media and you can go talk to the head of product and say, why, when are you doing this or why aren't you doing this? Or I love this feature. So a quick question before uh, we get into the second Royal Commission into banking, um, which I'll be conducting, you can call me Judge Glenn. Um, 
I'm just not a retired judge. <laughs> Uh, it's is it bad if you laugh at your own joke? <laughs> it's fine, <laughs> definitely fine. You just mentioned the word royal commission. Yeah, yeah, no, those right, words, those right. words like send uh, prickles down your spine. I, yeah. I, that I often tell people it's like it was a royal commission into misconduct. That's right. So anyway, um, is up a neobank number one? Is that a yes or no? Is yes. It, yep. Two. What is a neobank um, conceptually or a challenger bank? Yeah, so I think like we have sort of a philosophical view and then we have, let's say, the dictionary the, definition. Yeah, the, so the philosophical view from our perspective is it doesn't matter whether you want to call up a bank, a neobank, a challenger bank, a digital bank, whatever you want to call us, it's still up. I think that's the first point. Philosophically, it's important that we are offering banking services to the market and we are doing that under a regulated environment um, and we're doing it awesome. You know, yeah. so, so, so it doesn't really matter what you call us is the first point. Sure. The second point is uh, that a neobank is actually well before Australia launched neobanks. Uh, neobanks had been launched overseas and uh, Bank Simple, the first, if not one of the first. Um, uh, you know, Monzo, very popular at the moment. Uh, N26, Revolut, Starling, the, 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 these sort of guys. Uh, many of them partnered uh, with a financial institution, an existing financial institution. So Simple partnered with Bank Corp or, uh, you know, Monzo partnered with uh, Wirecard in order to get started. So we're exactly the same here. We're a software company. We partner with Bendigo and Adelaide Bank in order to bring banking product to market. Yeah. I guess sometimes people ask this question because there is a debate about what is a true neobank or what does a neobank represent and do you have your own banking license? It's just irrelevant. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned as a customer... Um, actually don't care what you call yourself no um just do my banking yeah please and do it well and do it well yeah um so yeah essentially and do you want to add anything else well what does neobank well what does it mean like neo is new right sure so that's what it means it means it's a new bank it means it's digital it means that it's offering a service that has not been offered before we like to think about banking as a service rather than a product so a traditional bank would create a product and then use the channels they call it to sell that to customers how funny is this when um so remember like early 2000s all the branch networks kind of was starting to disappear from the big four and then they uh early 2000s they then purchased all the insurance and the super companies and all that oh and then all of a sudden oh we can sell this stuff so we put the branches back (laughs) it'll be very interesting to see what happens um in the next couple of years now that the big uh banks are moving away from wealth management and insurance and super will they now you know reduce the branch network somewhat very interesting it is i mean i think you know up doesn't have any branches and uh and that's often seen as kind of one of the things that defines a neobank is well no branches but you know sort of the absence of anything rather than the 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 presence of something so it's not a very useful definition but so yeah like you guys probably um you probably hear the word ing in every conversation because they're probably the first neobank quote unquote given that they uh, well, they're a teenager now, they're 18. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, and, you know, a lot of our listeners have ING products. I've got ING products. I guess the difference is they do debt, um, which... Yeah, so nearly, I would say everybody or nearly everybody at UP uh, had ING bank accounts yeah. before we created UP. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if we look at the market, we would say that ING would be the uh, dominant player amongst our demographic, our, yeah. our, our customer base. A lot, of, a lot of them would have an ING account. And it started when we were all younger and got a high-interest saver. Yeah. You know, ING introduced high-interest savers Absolutely. into the Australian market. Yeah. So, and so online at, savers. 
And that's online. Saying, yeah. So now they've taken people for a journey. So so ING are a traditional, obviously, branchless bank. Yeah. Um, and it's probably before the words neobank or whatever were introduced. But but yeah, they're, they're the most awesome of the incumbents. And then, sure. and then there's a whole bunch of new players that are emerging that, you know, will become competitors for up. But up is the only new next generation, whatever you want to call it, neobank that has actually launched in the yeah. market with real banking product today. Yeah. And so I'll just end for our listeners. Um, you know, when I ask people on the show, it's mainly just me, Glenn, wanting to know stuff for my benefit, uh, which I can just <laughs> share for everyone. So I'm just going to get a little bit technical here. So bear with me and I'll try and make it easy. So who owns? So what's the entity? Is it a proprietary limited? Is it what's the up entity? Yeah, so there's there's no entity as such like that. So the way it's a complicated regulatory structure in sure. the sense that there's, there's there's two entities. One is Bendigo and Adelaide Bank, and sure. they're a public listed company. Yes, and one is Ferocia, and we're an Australian uh, you know software company based in South Melbourne. Um, and together we have a collaboration, and the collaboration is, the is brand up. up. It is yeah. up, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, so that so it's not as so that's why you know I don't say I'm like the CEO of Up, right? I'm I'm a co-founder, yeah. um, and we don't really have like a CEO. Sure, um, we, we, what we do is. We deliver licensed financial product in a regulated market, Australia, um, and we do it really, really well. Yep, perfect. And so I guess for those wondering, uh, we've mentioned Bendigo and Adelaide Bank. So essentially they have the license with the government yep. uh, to be an authorised deposit taking institution yep. or aka a bank. Mm-hmm. Now that means if I put money with UP, we're actually protected if UP go bankrupt or if up turns around and you know doesn't exist anymore you are protected up to $250,000 by the government yeah this yes there's a short answer there's some nuances right so it might be just worth taking a step back and then I'll come to that point yeah, yeah, precisely. Sure. So there's three ways to create a bank in Australia, right? So, and there's only been a couple of, let's say, software companies that have created banks in the last hundred years. Uh, and there's only been uh, one new uh, retail banking license issued in the last 28 years, right? So, so it's- and who it's, was that, ING? Uh, it wasn't ING. No. They were a for, they were foreign owned originally, right. no, so they're still oh, that's right. So, yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. the seventh biggest bank yeah. in the world. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so uh, I can't remember who it is, but I can yeah. look it up. Um, the, the 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 point I wanted to make is that there's three ways to create a bank. One is to get a retail banking license. It might have been Adelaide or Bendigo. Even. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> it wasn't. No, they've been around for 160 years. Yeah, um, but uh, so they're actually the second oldest bank in Australia. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so uh, so you can get a traditional banking license. So you could just apply for a license, and you've got to have you know, let's say for argument's sake, 100 million dollars in reserve, and you know, you've got to follow all the rules yeah, and everything. Blah blah blah. That, that's number one, and nobody's done that for 28 years. Last year, the regulators introduced a new way to launch a bank, which is called the restricted ADI, the RADI, or the RADI, some people call it. Yeah. But the RADI actually uh, has different constraints, like you need less capital to get started, and the shareholding can be different, and there's a few different things. You, you have, have up to two years to operate in sort of a test mode before you launch publicly, you know, all that sort of stuff. So the RADI is actually the on-ramp that has created the current neobanking revolution in Australia. Um, and the first one was issued in May last year. Right. And then the second one was issued at Christmas time. So, so that's the second way. The third way to create a bank in Australia is to partner with an existing incumbent, with somebody who has an ADI already, and that's, yeah. the, that's the path that we took. And there are advantages in taking that path, one being that the money is uh, guaranteed under the financial claims scheme. Yes. That's the $250,000 yeah. you talked about. But it's important to know that, and I guess there'd be very minimal listeners who would have a 250k just laying around, mm. uh, but if you had 250k with up, and 250k with an Adelaide bank, 
it would is it aggregated, it's aggregated like, across yeah, the group? So yeah, there's so a, yeah, yeah, maximum yeah. two hundred and fifty government. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so the government will provide two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per person. Yeah. Per ADI. Sweet. And yeah, that's it. And I guess I, what I'm pushing home, because I actually approached Fee and Up to interview you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thank I you. guess the, <laughs> the reason why I'm personally interested is because it's not just this, you know, idea and there's one person working out of their home and they're going to make a, you know, like a, um, a Bitcoin exchange <laughs> and it's, you know, then he dies and there's $230 million of the Bitcoin <laughs> lost. Like it's, you literally, it's, it's can I say it's a white label Adelaide Bank almost? I I would say no. no you're no. not allowed to say that. And I won't. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think what? Yeah, I think it sort of I guess brings what, up the we've point. We've got certainty yeah. in the background. That's, well, yeah, but yeah. I, the way we look at it, you know, what the bank, what we get out of Bendigo and Adelaide is kind of a really safe place to put your money. Um, uh, we get. Uh, we also have a savers thing, which is like a high interest savings account, which is great. Yes. But over time, you'll see more and more pieces to up that aren't related to the bank, right? Sure. I think even though we sort of talk about banking, that's sort of a just a small segment, I think, of what up will be eventually. Sure. So there'll be there could be other stuff, right? There could be investment or there could be accounts in other places Do you or see, other um, services. Like um it's kind of funny, like I think and we will talk about, you know, the smart receipts that you're doing now with Afterpay. Mm. But as much as I hate Afterpay in the way that, sorry if you're friends with them or whatever, in the way that... <laughs> Some um, very nice people there, but that's okay. They're lovely people, but hey, it's it's the modern day uh, payday lender. But anyway, um, <laughs> should I edit that out? No, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. Um, probably won't edit it out. Um, I see maybe Afterpay moving into a payment gateway like PayPal or something like that. So... I just think I'm excited for, while I hate the Afterpay, how it looks today with uh, people, you know, buying stuff when they don't actually have the cash. Now, Mm. I like where the direction is heading with online banking and payments. Yeah, I mean, I guess um, in Afterpay's um, defense, they they would call it um, responsible spending. Um, and you know, not not a credit product, and not, certainly not a payday lender. Yeah. But but it, we're we're quite agnostic. Like, Is that the first time you've heard it referred to as the modern day payday lender? No, no, it's not okay. the first time. But but uh, I've but, heard it referred to as the marijuana of uh, credit. I think that's the shoeless investor. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's what we call them. Which I think you know. Uh, as a young, like the young person take on that would be old people vastly overstate the risks, and, and actually, when it where it's been where it's uh, legal, for example, in the US, there hasn't been great harm caused. There's been yeah. tax revenue, so maybe that wasn't the, the worst uh, metaphor to use. I don't know. Yeah. But, anyway, so I just wanted to say that uh, what we, we we generally take a let's say agnostic view. We're not going to make public statements about whether we do or don't like something in particular. What we do is that we try to bring uh, one plus one equals three. So we try to add value. So sure. when we partner with a Bendigo or a Google or a MasterCard, we try to say, what do they bring to the market? What do we bring to the market? And yep. what do we bring together? So just with Afterpay, we bring up brings an overlay of responsibility and financial literacy and planning and budgeting and, and a way for people to be more responsible with their Afterpay repayments. So, yeah. And so so that to us is, 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 a, is a good that we bring um, and it helps people to live better. So, yeah. so, I, so I wouldn't like say, what is the product? I would say, what is the, the, the benefit that the customer gets? So I guess, like, you know, I'm full disclosure, I'm now an Up customer. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Up is almost a linchpin connecting a whole heap of cool technology that's in our life. Yep. Um, so... Yeah, so we sort of say it's, it's living, not banking. Yeah. Because yep. people, people sort of 
I guess, have a preconceived notion of, about what banking is. Yeah. Um, and what we are going to do over the next you know period of time, we have already started the journey. Yeah. Is bringing technology, bringing capability, bringing functionality. We call it superpowers, right? If we can bring these superpowers right. to people's life and make their life easier to live, then managing your money should be automated. It shouldn't require a lot of effort. Getting insights for your either your tax or for your um, budgeting or for whatever it is, it shouldn't require an Excel spreadsheet or you know Mint or Microsoft Money or Zero. It shouldn't need those tools. You should be able to do those things really, really easily. And we think that up is a way to bring that together. Um, And you've just started to see the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what I was going to say before, if you go to grab your phone now, if you haven't before, or whatever's in your hand, go to up.com.au. And you'll see from the start, it's a cooler feel. Um, how? W- what would you pronounce the color of up? I think we usually go for coral. Coral? Yeah. yeah, I like coral. That's, I was by the say, way, that's, that's Pantone color of the year this year. So is we it were really? uh, ahead of our time on that one. Yeah. We really called that one. Well, I, I was going <laughs> to like maybe a, a hard salmon. Salmon, yeah. Oh, hard salmon, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's some salmon. <laughs> wood blank smoked salmon, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, it's cool. And like, so I thought hey i want to try it up because what actually happened was i was i did an interview before this one and it probably should go out before this one so on um bpay and osco like yeah. i talked to the osco and bpay team yep. and it's just cool that finally we're living in a day and age where 24 7 world well australia wide if i want to send either of you cash on the spot i can that's right yeah. i don't yeah. have to wait till like 5 p.m whatever and then yep. You know, over yeah, the weekend. That's, that's so true. So I, I was mean, like, yeah. kill me now. It's 2019. <laughs> like, so finally. So that just got me thinking. And at the time when I did the interview with Osco, I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to get in front of you. And so I thought, I'm going to try up myself. So on Saturday, I jumped on my phone and installed the app. If I'm, if my memory's mistaken, not mistaken me. And I created an up account, and I think within the me downloading the app, creating the up account, transferring five hundred dollars as my kicker amount um, from my other bank, who was also an Osco provider, within six and a half minutes. Yep. Um, that's, that's probably it's a bit slow, actually. Yeah, I was going to say it's a bit rough. Friday um, night, maybe. And, <laughs> no, the, the only reason why I can tell you exactly what slowed me down um, was the alternate. At the alternate mailing address. Yep. I think I put a second one in my PO box. Yep. Ah, uh, okay. And yep. Yep. I may have had trouble. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But so was, yeah, I think like the average time yeah, for sign up I, is less than three minutes. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, it's it's very typical that people would do exactly what you did is say, oh, I'm interested. I heard about this thing. I want to try it out. Download the app. Install it. Transfer money to it instantly. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. Can I just on that point? I think it's it's a really one of the biggest challenges that's going to that all the neobanks are going to face, right, yeah. is how do we get people to try us? How do we get? How do we pry them from their existing bank yeah. where a lot of people don't even think that there can be a better option? They're just happy yeah. where they are to try out to try out our app and, and see that maybe there is a better thing out there for them. So a huge amount of emphasis to date has been on making that onboarding mm. an app-like experience where I'm downloading an app from the app store, I'm onboarding quickly, getting Apple Pay straight and to my phone, and off you go. To, if we can just back up... Um, because I think I was misrepresented with my slowness. Um, <laughs> it's a bit harsh, I, I admit. Um, no, no, that's fine. It, it was the, the probably the slowest part was logging into my other bank, doing a transfer or a new account for the first time, having to get a payment code. Yep. Mm. Pay ID or something. Yeah. Yep. Like, but 
the actual fact of setting up the up account was really fast. And are you on an iPhone? Like, did you do Apple Pay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've got my Apple Pay here. That's awesome too. Straight away. Yeah. And it's cool. Like, it has. It just looks. It's clean. It's um, got no BS all over it. Like some of this other stuff. I don't know. They all look pretty clean, but. I like yours. Yeah, I think, like a lot of up is the execution, right? Like it's, uh, you know, it's a cliche to, to refer to Apple products, but I mean, if you look at Apple products on paper and compare them to Android or like Google phones or or laptops, it's you can't really understand what what they what they're about mm. just from a list of features. Yeah. And up is, I think, in that vein, it's a lot about the execution. So, Oscar was this new. I guess all your listeners are going to know this already now, yes. but it's this new real time payments platform that lets you send money. To any other bank account in Australia, pretty much. Uh, and there was only one big bank that wasn't on Oscar. Yeah, I think Westpac maybe. They're all on it. They're on it oh, now. They They've just come online. Sure, it yeah. might have been yeah. just after. And so yeah, with Up, we said that's the way payment should be and should have always been. And so we're going to build our product from the get go. That that is just the way you do payments. It's kind yeah. of a native thing into our I app. I tell you, and I've I've got my Up app open at the moment. Um, so the way I do my banking, personal banking. I set up all my accounts and then each week I transfer a weekly blow account just to my card on the phone and that's the only app that I have on my phone and it's the only personal account I have to use. So if I'm out at you know the market or whatever and I can't have an aneurysm, transfer $1,000 and buy something I didn't need 10 minutes before. Yep. So I like this because it says here that I've got $215 in my up account, <laughs> which on Thursday, another you know 500 or whatever will go across to there. The cool thing is, it just tells me the available balance. That's it. I don't. I don't care if the balance is three hundred and the available is two fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, just tell me what I got. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, so there's a yeah. next evolution to that too. Anson might want to jump in. But yeah, anyway. that, that, yeah. That, I mean, we like, just wanted one number because there's lots of there's two numbers. No one really understands the difference, and there doesn't need to be. So up is kind of real time. I'm not waiting for two days to see something clear. But yeah, another big piece to up is what we call the upcoming section. So what we start to do is look at charges that are coming on on your card and we can then make predictions about the future. So we can pick up yep. your Spotify and your your Apple Music and your Netflix. And now your Afterpay too. Yeah. And your future yeah. Afterpay payments. And we can factor that in. Um, so soon we'll be able to give you essentially a spendable balance, right? Which yes. is, well, I've got $500 in my account, but yep. my rent's coming out tomorrow and my, you know, my phone bill's coming out tomorrow. So really you have 200 bucks you can actually spend. Right. Um, so that's a big piece of it. And I think Up is really about taking all this complex stuff and using really cool technology, but delivering something very, very simple. We yep. don't, we're not trying to impress you with how shiny everything is and how smart we are. It's really about being approachable. Mm, um, but you have yeah. impressed me. <laughs> that's good. That's a bonus. That, that doesn't hurt. Yeah. You as a person. Oh, <laughs> you you are bright and shiny. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, like, so I just had some lunch at St. Ali Coffee Roasters, yes. for example. Is that how you pronounce it? St. Ali. St. Ali, sorry. Yeah. I'm a bogan. Um, and you've got the little logo there. Yep. I got some water at the airport, uh, Amcal, and yep. you've got the little logo there. Mm. Oh, they charged me $4 and it said three fifty. dollars Oh, is that a roundup? Could be a roundup. Oh, it was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just opened it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm using your roundup already. Yep. Now, so a sponsor of the podcast, Glee Coffee Roasters, I've purchased something $15 at their one of their stores. Yep. Now, how do I get them to contact you to put their logo there? They don't need to. It's automatic. So, where is that um, harvesting the logo from? Harvesting? That's... Uh, yeah, that's a bit <laughs> serious. We, we um, you know, I think it's first of all worth saying, like, the reason we want 
logos on your transactions is because it looks really nice. Oh, it's and great. And that means you're more likely to be engaged with this, right? I mean, a, a, one of our big problems to solve, I guess, I'll, is... I'll take a screenshot yeah. of this right yeah, now because I'll put it up with the episode so people know exactly great. what I was looking at. Yeah. yeah. By yeah, the time the yeah. listeners look at it, it'll have a logo. So I'll let Anthony explain how it's going to do work. (laughs) But no, I was going to say, I think it's about having people be more connected with their money and their spending. And I think the the better the app experience is and the nicer that is and the the less it looks like your old statements you used to get mailed out, the better, the more engaged people will be. They'll be less likely to disconnect. Um, so logos and, and, and you know, the, the nice name and location, that's all really key for us. Absolutely. It's not just kind of window dressing. Yeah. Um, well, also time of yeah. day, right? Time of day. Time right? of day. Yeah. All of these little things. So, you know, that purchase from yesterday was the 2 a.m. You know, burrito or And I think yep. it asked me. Um, so, for example, you know how some people's um, point of sale machine says something yep. that isn't the trading name? That's yep. it. It actually asked me for... Um, Another place I go to, Flower Co. It's a cafe. They said, is this place Flower Co.? That's it. Or whatever. And I'm like, yes. Again, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And actually, customers like yourself help us with this problem. I live to give. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) That that, that sort of uh, contribution from the community, from the customers, Hmm. actually improves it. So that's what I'm saying. Now that you've called out the particular coffee shop, uh, customers will go there. And the more customers that go there, then it'll get better and better. And then when people get prompted and it says, is this blah, 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 that's because we've detected it. Mm. And then when people say yes, and there's sufficient number of people saying yes, then the logo will appear and the address will appear and the website will appear and all those sort of things. Yeah. It gets better and better over time, I guess. Yeah. The only problem is some logos have, some businesses have terrible logos. Oh, <laughs> like, you know, do. like $2 stores and that. Yeah. They sometimes don't have any logo. It's yeah. like a clip art logo. Yeah. So we kind of, because we're a bit design snobby, we're almost like, should we just like, redesign people's logos for them yeah, as a service yeah. <laughs> so that our app looks better <laughs> so so in my savings account so everybody automatically gets a savings section yep. yeah you just create them you can yep. create as many saves as you want yep. um since the weekend i've had four dollars 61 in roundup so i must have had some interest payment there with the one cent oh no it was a roundup of 71 cents um i like the fact that it has like a pseudo budgety thing or um so it tells me um february 2019 and again i've only had it a week um you know i've had 152 dollars spent on the good life which is a category uh two purchases in personal so it's probably the chemist got some legal drugs (laughs) um home so i've clicked home and it's got like bunnings groceries home improvements uh and nothing in transport Yep. Mm. So it's pretty clever. And the idea is that there's a meaningful insight for you in that information with low or no effort at all. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, you might have been prompted to say, it was this Bunnings or was this... And the other thing we do is the suburb. So if you click on Bunnings, every Bunnings in Australia will appear under your Bunnings purchases. So if you go to two different Bunnings or two different, I don't know, 7-Elevens or yeah. two different Coles, then something awesome that we do is we bring all that together for you so you can see your entire spend history. So you can either look at it in a category view, which is what you just talked about. Yeah. You can also look at it at a merchant view so you can see how much did I spend at Apple or how much did I spend at 7-Eleven. Yeah, so there's a suburb... Um, that's it. Yeah. That I live, yeah. um, Twoom Bay. In the last month, I've spent ninety three dollars. I've clicked that. Um, I've spent nine dollars at Flower and Co. Forty one dollars at Bay Organics and forty four dollars at Amcal. So yeah, completely yeah. automated. You did nothing to, to, to that. Just magically happened. I just spent the money. You just spent the money. That's, right. <laughs> That's, That's all right. I did with Apple Pay. I hope. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, we have very high adoption of uh, you know tap and pay here in Australia. Yeah. So I guess 
I, I would probably say uh, in the research that I've done and my own user experience, and for the record, I will say I have no commercial affiliation with them. I literally approach them. Um, maybe they want to sponsor the podcast. I don't know. Um, but, Depends what you say next. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love up. No, um, I think, you know, if I was to say to you, what's your competitive advantage? I've probably written down, you know, three things. Um, number one, absolutely lack of friction. Yep. I mean, just give me a freaking account, get out of my way. Uh, number two, you like OSCO, that's tick, that should be hygiene in this climate. And then, um, you know, you've got your transactional and savings accounts without like automatically done without me having to go in there. Yep. And, um, and everyone's probably... I think it's a, and I'm ranting and just let me rant for a sec. I think people, they're always after what's the best savings account? What's this? And in our Facebook group, people are like, well, what's the best online savings account? What about you can't run your life looking for the best rate. Rates are important, yes, but your logic needs to be I'm consistently saving or using roundups. If my logic is I'm going to this bank because they've got a competitive interest rate, if you go to somewhere on a rate, you will leave there on a rate. So right. by default, if you went up because they've got, and you guys have a good interest rate, and we'll ask about that in a moment. But if the rates change, you don't want to have to move banks because you're making life tough for yourself. Mm. So the best thing that you can do for an online savings interest rate is continually put money in that account and get on your freaking life. Yeah, your savings plan is more important than Absolutely. the rate. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And also the other thing to be aware of, obviously, is that there's no apples with apples when it comes to rates. So our view is similar to what you're just saying, is that you have a very competitive rate and you avoid you know, unnecessary fees and all those sort of things. But if you can keep that consistent for the long term, that's much better than having a complicated higher rate, for example, where you've got to make monthly deposits or you've got a certain... I, you know, I had a client last week where they had a progressive savings account with one of the big fours and they were in the middle of moving house and whatnot. And that month, they couldn't put money into savings. They lost all the interest that much, that month. month yeah. Now, the, number one, they didn't really because if they were with the other, like, you can't beat the bank. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically going to be aggregated as the same interest rate. But just, I guess, psychologically... Um, I think that way is a bit of a tacky way for a bank to keep their claw on money. Yeah, I, I think the other thing also is a lot of people just don't know. So, for example, with most banks in Australia, you can have one high interest saver. And if you want to have more, you don't get the bonus rate. You're only eligible to get it on one. Whereas with UP, we just saw that as something that doesn't make sense from a customer's perspective. So yeah. you can open as many savers as you want and mm. we'll give you interest on all of them. And I think particularly in this climate and probably for the next five to ten years, I've, I get annoyed how people refer to online savings account as a high interest online savings account because if you're saying two and a half percent high um you know that's actually not it's basically just above inflation so that's it i think a good interest rate should just be hygiene yep. so it's a savings interest rate around you know between two and a half to three percent that's cool and then if you want to chase a higher interest rate you've got to get into the market yep. yeah 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 i think yeah behavior for us has been the focus so yeah. we kind of have this tagline of spin wisely save effortlessly yeah um, and that's really the you know wh where it comes into it so so it's about yeah helping you understand where your money's going and making it just really easy to save like my one of my big insights was um that saving isn't just about uh buying new shiny stuff right it's mm. actually it, it actually gives you freedom in life it gives you in my own life it gave me the freedom to leave a job i didn't like anymore without something lined up to Absolutely. take a chance to move overseas yeah i met my now wife there and and we moved back to melbourne i met dom and now we're doing up so that was where did like, you meet your wife in san francisco 
Ah. So I was over there with a tech startup for a little while. We flamed out spectacularly, yeah. uh, which was great. Um, but that was, you know, like savings opened those doors for me. And, and so I, ever since then, I've been very uh, sort of passionate about um, getting people to save earlier than I started. You know, I started 25. I could have started when I was 20 or even a teenager. Yeah. Um, so up gives people ways to, to start doing that without even thinking about it or that having to say, oh, I can't, you know, I can't afford to start saving yet. I don't earn enough. Well, if your purchases are just being rounded up to the next dollar and you're starting to make ten, twenty, thirty dollars a month, you know, after a year, that's a few hundred bucks, and Absolutely. that's a huge achievement for for a lot of Australians. So mm. that's kind of um, a big driver for us. Yeah. So I think so for me personally, up is now my daily spending blow account. Awesome. Like because one, um, it's cool. Two, the apps easy. Three, it looks good. Four, I'm involved in a bit of a startup. It's fun. It's interesting. Um, and I like that there's each month you can average out the transactions. So, you know, Glee Coffee, the sponsor, if I went to their cafe four times in a month, it will tell me my average spend yeah, at that retailer yep. for that month. So, so we think that's a very simple insight. I mean, the data's there, right? It's there, All you've right. done is use Exposing it. Helping yeah. people understand it, but yeah. keeping it simple. Like even our, you know, the categories you're talking about, good life and that, we really wanted to come out with something that wasn't super detailed. We saw a lot of people that would get very enthusiastic about tracking their spend and budgeting, mm. but after two weeks they couldn't keep it up. Right, they just burn out, and this is too much. I'll just be, I'll disconnect again. So we wanted to come up with something that was just very simple and digestible. Yeah. Um, but it's also, we, you know, we're adding functionality all the time. So those location insights you were talking about yeah, before, it's amazing. that's just a brand new thing we're playing with, and and we look look to develop that so and, in, and other features. In terms on the Apple or you know Android smartphone. Does it, and I haven't looked yet, is there a location service that I can turn on or off for up? Or is it uh, actually transaction-based? We, we don't need that Yeah, It's yes. based on the transaction Sweet. and the data we get yeah. from that. Perfect. We are actually looking um, at doing some location stuff later this year. Um, so so I can, you know, one of the things we want to do better is uh, like events. Yes. So I go to the Australian Open, which I went to uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, I go and buy some beers. Yeah. And it comes up as sort of some vendor that has the supply deal, right? It doesn't say I'm at the Australian Open. Yeah. But we think using some location technology, some sort of geofencing yeah. stuff, some date ranges, yeah. we can actually start to give you kind of, uh, you know, like level. Event, mm. event spending type reporting and better identify Absolutely. that stuff. So there's, there's so much more we want to do so in space. So for us, it was like identifying the merchant was the first step. Then the second step was identifying the location. The third step was adding the time. Uh, and now we're looking at adding the event. So so you can see that progressively over time, up actually gets better and better and, and better. I, there's people fall two sides of this, but I'm a, little, I'm a big fan of big data, right? Imagine with the data that you have, your up users, you could email them, whoever based in Melbourne, based on the geo, like, you know, or do an update, for example. Hey, last year, our average up customer spent $110 at the open. That's how much you'll need next That's weekend. How much you should budget. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Great. Like, go either side of that. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, sponsor the show. Um, now, is there is there a pipeline to move into debt or loans? I mean, I think like the the short answer is we're definitely looking at credit. We yeah. want to do it in a way that it's healthy credit is the sort of the term we use internally. So yeah. how you know credit definitely enables a lot of good things, right? It enables you to buy a home, yeah. to 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 fix your car when it breaks down unexpectedly, or buy yeah. a laptop for for, for uni. Yeah. Um, so so we don't. 
as an organisation, our credit is bad, but we want to find ways that we are protecting our customers and giving them, you know, interesting op- you know, opportunities that that credit can open up without sort of shoving mm. products down their well, neck. Well, but products shouldn't have a personality, for example. And I'll give you a, an example. Like, if you give somebody a million dollars, they'll think they're the richest person in the world. You give another person a million dollars, they feel like, oh, is that all? So, that million dollars is exactly the same. So, credit is just credit. It's the stigma that we put on it. Like, how I may have had some polite words to say about my views on um, that company that, you know, <laughs> after pay. Um that's only because the philosophy, I don't think you should borrow money to buy a freaking pair of jeans. Now, but Afterpay doesn't have a mind or an emotion. It's just a product. Yeah, well, I mean, also, I, people, I, also, people use Afterpay to pay for, I don't know, schooling or clothing or the dentist yeah. or, you know, whatever it is. So, so I think just on that point, like... Uh, we, when you when you attach an emotion to a product, you then become judgmental. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the, yeah. so I think that, that that that's the sort of catch, right? Is that finding a way to deliver a product as a service and finding a way to do it in a responsible way or a way that um, you know invokes good behaviour, um, then creates a positive experience, and then people actually perceive it in a different way. So, so I think there's a lot of work to be done in banking to issue products like insurance or products like um, share trading or products like uh, superannuation or whatever it might yep. be, and including credit, right, beyond uh, just the spenders and savers that we're doing. But the good job that we're doing with spenders and savers, we want to carry that over into other product lines. Absolutely. Um, we might wrap it up. Did you guys want to mention anything else? So you've got over 30,000 customers at the moment, which yep. is just amazing. Um, yep, four months. Yeah, it's nuts. So... <laughs> You might have a few more after this episode. And, <laughs> That'd be great. Again, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I can't tell anyone to directly do it. All I would say is in your quest for euphoria, maybe it's an option you can consider. No, that's fine. I mean, yeah, so I think the, the main way that um, Up is, is growing is through customer advocacy and people sure. just, word of mouth, people just saying, oh, my God, I used this bank and it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and that, that has just spread. And we have now an invite system where if you think it's great, you can tell your friends and so on. So I think that that, that for us and that sort of uh, people's, uh, again, emotion, when mm. they actually feel it, touch it, use it and, and see it, um, that, that's the main reason why you guys are having success. Instagram, obviously. Yeah, Instagram, yep. Facebook, Twitter, all yep. of them. Yeah. All that crap. Yeah. yeah. So like Anson said before, we're on there, but we're not just on there as just like a random company. Like we're on there and we all interact with the customers directly. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think makes a big difference as well. Yeah. So any of my listeners, if you use up, jump on Instagram, give them a like, yeah. let them know that you heard the episode and I don't know, just because I'm curious to see if anyone will try it after listening to this. Yeah. Yeah, say good day. We we get a um. So we have in the app like the section called Talk to Us as oh, well. Cool. So if you use the app, you get to um. You know, all your support can be done over that. If you, if you do have things you need help with, um, but also you can submit ideas and feedback and bugs, um, and that comes directly through the team. And we're talking to customers, and so that's really really amazing. I think we have a, this fantastic relationship with our customers, where that lots of ideas go back and forth. And now yeah, it's cool. Question: I I had a dilemma the other day. I don't know if up can solve it i've i have sold it i sold my motorbike i had like four grand cash um how do i get four grand cash into my up account 
<laughs> it's a very good question. It's really easy. Put it into your other bank account and transfer it over with Oscar. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it, everyone in Australia basically has a bank account already, which yeah. is a challenge yeah. as much as it is an opportunity. It means do maybe you, we don't have to do everything day one and we are just very young. Yeah, so thing. question, yeah. do you think we can get up to the stage where I can ditch my other accounts? I think yeah. so, yeah. Yep. People are doing it now, actually, and they just accept that, it, for example, I don't know, it doesn't have BPAY and you can't ca- do cash deposits. So if you're living in a digital world and you're happy to use your Apple Pay and transfer a portion of your salary yeah. over or deposit your salary or whatever. So speaking of cashless society, right, mm-hmm. the amount of, like, homeless people and buskers, I mean, I can't give you anything because I literally don't carry a wallet. Yeah. All I carry is my car keys and my phone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But we've seen that change in San Francisco where they all have square. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah the buskers and the, and, the, and the homeless people in, actually literally have square. Yeah, yeah. in yeah. Shanghai, uh, the big thing over there was QR. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was crazy. It was everywhere. Yeah. Um, to scan and you QR could do yeah. uh, payments via QR. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, we yeah, payments and up, we already have this sort of conversational model, yeah. um, which is designed to work with any bank in Australia, so to or from. But we're also doing a lot more work to make that even better. So hopefully next time... Well, if you have another motorcycle, they can just pay you through that. You know? Yeah. And do you think it would be a cool ambition? Like, um, you know how someone will Google this or in America is like, can I have a Kleenex or pass the Hoover or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Like, up me. Up me. Yeah, we actually own the up.me domain name. So people, when you join up, you get a your own up.me sort of address. A and handle, and yeah. eventually you'll be able to... Um, be able to customise that. At the moment, it's sort of made up for you. But, that, but yeah, hopefully people will be, you know... Up meing or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. Did I do it right? I don't know. Sure. Um, so, yeah, up.com.au. Um, maybe put your toe in the water and what have you got to lose? Nothing. Well, the accounts are free. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Free. Uh, have, have a crack. Oh, that's another cool thing. Like, there's no ATM withdrawal fees. Yep. Um, any ATM in Australia? And most the of them. Yeah, most. yeah, most of them. Yeah. So we have one fee. But I mean, who cares because who takes cash out if anyway? You, if you go to a big four or Bendigo, there's no fees sure, at all. Yeah. Sure. But, you yeah. know, there's the, uh, yeah, the 7-Eleven operator that's putting a fee on. Yeah, sure. So I guess you that's kind that. of yeah. one difference if you want to compare it to ING or whatever. They're obviously paying that as a Yeah, they provide service. a rebate. Yeah. 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 Um, but I guess I would say um, that was the cool thing. There was... I lost my train of thought. The fees you were saying—it's yeah. free to sign up. Yeah, and, and no I don't have to put a, at least a grand in no a, month a month to yeah. get the That's monthly it. account fee. So for my cash flow system and the spending plan course that I do, this could be a really good fit for your blow account because yep, there's no actual fees if you're only putting two hundred dollars a week in there or something like That's that. It. Yep. Yeah, it works really well. I think as yeah, as something you can do initially on the side and like yep. I got friends that like you know an artist friend and he puts all the supplies through it to track it. Yeah, you know, we'll get him over one day. We'll put his pay in there, but for yeah, now, yeah. that's that's totally cool. Just to yeah. use it that I way. I think trying yeah. is the is the is the sort of uh, thing that people are doing now, and then in the future, we'll look at ways to make it easy to switch. Yeah, and if someone said if everything's free, how do you make money? Is that on like the Mastercard spread or on but, the? But yeah, so there, there's really two ways banks make money. One is fees, and one is margin, and we favour margin. Yeah, sweet. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. so if I, if I put. $10,000 in the up transactional account. It's obviously not interest-bearing account. So, so that's where you would make the fee on that. 
Well, uh, what happens is the, 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 the margin. Yeah, the margin. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. the margin. So, so, so basically, uh, really, really quickly, yeah, yeah. The, the, the margin is just the difference between the deposits and the lending. Yeah. We don't have lending, but Bendigo do. Yeah. So, and our other partners that we um, do product with um, yeah. have have other products. Yeah. So our view is that if we don't charge fees, then we can still be viable and profitable and and and, and, and just succeed take spread just by taking the spread. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, sweet. I might even not even add that, but. My own curiosity. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, gents. No and, worries. Um, yeah, Cheers. talk soon. No, lovely to meet with you. So there you have it. Again, not financial advice. Um, you heard there, I personally use up. And John, I think I'm probably more of the view with um, like the Coles and the Woolworths or the Aldi or the banking because it's such a commodity. For my everyday banking, I'll just use what's cool to use. Hey, I know I crap on all the time about getting our foundations in place, but our personal protection plan is something you need to do today. I know many of our listeners have got this set up, but if you're one of them and haven't already, go to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and I'll put you in touch with someone who can guide you through. Generally, there's no cost to have an initial chat. And if you're young, fit and healthy, you need to get this stuff in place today. If you've got a family and you're not covered, hey, what if you freaking died? I'm not messing around. You need to get insured. Do it. Do it now. And anyone that I refer you to will do it the same way that we teach and we talk about here. And that advice provider, wherever you are in Australia, are happy to have a complimentary discussion with you at no cost to see where you're at and see if they can help. So what have you got to lose? Have a chat today. Jump on to sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Adam asks... Do I have too many accounts? I have the four accounts outlined in the shoeless investor. Then I have an offset emergency funds account and I have a separate account with a third bank for splitting bills with my partner, rent, etc. Is this too many? Look, um, and shout out to Corey, my client. He's got seven. Yeah. And it works perfectly for him. So is... Do I know him? Yes. Yeah. And is too many for you is not enough for someone else. So it's really a personalized thing. If it's working, great. Leave it. Yeah, that's right. And as long as you're not paying transactional account fees. Yeah. So, for example, my own personal banking setup, I've got my blow money account with UpBank now. Mm -hmm. And then I've got with ING, I've got my emergency fund. And I think there's 20 grand sitting in that. So that's just online savings account. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I don't even log in. And then with uh, St. George, where my mortgage is, I've got um, three offset accounts. Yeah. I've got my cash hub, which feeds automatically the $500 over to up every Thursday. Yeah. Just to blow. I rarely log into the St. George. And then I've got my um, holidays, gifts, Christmas travel account, which is an offset account. Yeah. And then I've got a tax account where I save my tax. Yeah. So, but for me, any other long, longer-term savings, I really just park in um, my investment bond or yeah. to cap out my super. Yeah, and look, every situation is different. That's you've, right. You've got to keep business and personal separate if you are self-employed. Yeah, and then all my business stuff is with ANZ. Yeah. So, yes, for me, I've got a crap load of banks, but my mind works better better just to physically quarantine stuff than to have one account and 
Yeah, I think it's rare that something's working really well when someone's only got one account because it's all into one bucket, all out of one bucket, and it gets very messy. But I think you can actually get away with having more accounts with the same bank or institution via different offset accounts, et cetera, than you you think. Like, so you just got to ask the question, like CBA, I think, have up to 25 offset accounts. Yeah, and on my St. George banking, um, I get one offset account included, which, yeah, that's crap, but... yeah. The other two transactional accounts, if I'm putting X amount a month into them, yeah, and they're free. they're both they're both offset as well, yeah, um, off my principal place of residence, not the investment property debt, um, I'm not paying an account fee, yeah. So the the right answer, Adam, is whatever works for you, yeah. And if there's other Adams and Eves out there, um, <laughs> uh, wonder if the garden was like Africa. Um, um, if there's others out there, it's just whatever works for you. Yeah. I mean, my 100%. spending plan and cash flow system, which hundreds of you who are listening have done, I've got the spreadsheet that I personally use. Mm. You put your income in on the first page, the second page, you put all your expenses, the third page, I tell you how much to put into what account each week. Yeah. And it's automated, it's systemated and, um... It's just, yeah, really great. It works. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was going on. Oh, and just to Adam's other point, I was actually going to say people might have just put two and two together and said, Glenn, you've got $20,000 in your emergency fund. Why isn't it on your offset account? Mm -hmm. And for me, um, one, out of sight, out of mind, that emergency fund is not there to do anything other than be an insurance policy and that slight loss of interest and call it if my home mortgage is 5% and I'm earning 2.5% at ING, that slight spread of interest that I'll lose, I make up for the emergency fund being out of sight, out of mind and I want to put my dirty mitts on it and spend it on crap. Yeah, no, that's fair. But But there are other people who can control themselves, unlike myself, and have their emergency fund yeah. as a separate account on their offset. Yeah, on a separate offset account. Absolutely. Well, I wouldn't encourage having it on there in the same. No, fund. no, it needs to be quarantined and it needs yeah. to be separate. And the My Millennial Money Express podcast, which we launched mm. a couple of weeks ago, there is an episode of how much to have in your emergency fund and what is an emergency. Yeah, cool. I should listen to that. Yeah. Um, thanks for your support, John. Yeah. Uh, I heard it's going off. Oh, mate, bang it. <laughs> um, Emily asks... Oh, and Emily's second part of the question, what impacts the banks giving you a home loan um, with hex debt, whether or not you've had... Oh, and whether or not... Uh, Emily... Just wait, this is... No one can freaking write. Or I probably just can't read. That's probably more to the point. <laughs> Don't blame yourself. <laughs> no, I am because Emily, <laughs> I think she actually has made sense here. Emily asks in point two of a question, what impacts the banks giving you a home loan uh, like hex debt or whether or not you've had a credit card or not? Yeah. So I think I would probably just point people back to that episode uh, that we did on hex debt. Um, yeah. It's in season two. Um, yeah. Good debt, bad debt. Yeah, and hex basically it's not necessarily the amount that you've got. It's 
uh, it goes against the servicing of how much um, the government is garnishing of your paycheck each week to fund that. That's yeah. what mainly counts. And the credit card thing, it's it's pretty – it's not a big deal. No. Just don't have one. <laughs> well, and, and so many people ask, should I get a credit card so I can get a credit rating? Um, yeah, and I've addressed that in the M3 Express podcast yeah. on the credit score um, podcast and the credit um, interview that we did a couple of weeks ago on this main show as well. Yeah. Um, and I jokingly say don't have one. I mean, I've got an Amex, you know, loud and clear, yeah. you've got an Amex, got a $12,000 limit. Yeah. I use that when I travel. I, you know, I, I get the value out of it because I go overseas at least twice a year in the last five years. Yeah. Um, but Buy I don't buy wheelchairs with it on ebay but no in all seriousness i don't use my credit for day-to-day expenses i use my up bank yeah so that's all i would say and i know there is theoretical discussions about no spend spend everything on your credit card and have the money sitting on your offset account but the data shows that you will spend 12.5 percent more using credit than your own savings now you could be the one percent anomaly that's sweet keep doing you yeah but on aggregate it's not a good plan and there's no data to say on aggregate that you're better off if you actually do the maths you've you've just got to work out whether you're in front or behind yeah do the exercise spend uh spend cash for a month yeah totally john can you read a review from the apple podcasts app sure so we want one from Amazing from Morgan F1297. Just discovered this podcast and spending every spare minute listening to it. I'm constantly terrifying myself about doing all those big, scary adult things. So she's just come into adulthood Mm. or been there a while and still scared Mm. of it. The three of you make it really easy to comprehend some pretty overwhelming topics. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sweet. How many stars? Five. Did you mention her name? I wasn't listening. Yeah, I yeah. did at the start, but yeah. thanks for listening. No worries. Uh, another five star. Excessive. No, 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 no. Don't read anymore. We'll save them for no. next episode. <laughs> All right. We've only got three. <laughs> We've only got three five stars. We've got to milk them as much as possible. All right, I'm going. I'll see you later. Yeah. If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. In fact, it's a general advice podcast. But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on Get Help and I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances. Remember, we hang out on Insta at My Millennial Money. If you're a regular listener, you're welcome to join our Facebook group. If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's short money hacks anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. 
Any advice in this podcast is of a general nature only and has not been tailored to your personal circumstances. Please seek personal advice prior to acting on this information. Before making a decision to acquire a financial product, you should obtain and read the product disclosure statement relating to that product. Opinions constitute our judgment at the time of issue and are subject to change. Neither the licensee, any of the National Australia Group of Companies, nor their employees or directors give any warranty of accuracy nor accept any responsibility for errors or omissions in this podcast. Glenn James, Urban Getter Project Limited, trading a sort your money out, are authorised representatives of Apogee Financial Planning Limited, AFSL 230689. sweet so there you have it again not financial advice um you heard there i personally use up and john i think i'm probably more of the view with um like the coles and the woolworths or the aldi or the banking because it's such a commodity from everyday banking i'll just use what's cool to use i was going to make that observation before you mentioned it so when you say coles woolly aldi yeah i, I was surprised that you knew where aldi was <laughs> to be honest <laughs> is that fair to say uh, it's yeah maybe I, I just it's just and look can we be honest here absolutely um i generally only go to woolworths because the green color is more like soothing oh, i'm with you on that and like red at coles down down and all that stuff yeah Red's alarm bells. It's just so yeah. <laughs> savage. But more to the point, I only shop at Woolworths only because I know where everything is that I want. Yeah. Um, like I went to Aldi and it was just like a whole new world. The yeah. ladder music was playing in the background. Yeah, it's very different, isn't it? <laughs> but I so think I it's actually cheaper. It is cheaper. Yeah. Like I, and it buy, you buy in bulk, obviously. So yeah. that, that's closer to wholesale than it is retail. But weirdly... And this isn't an episode about supermarkets, but whatever, we're here now. Do you know the, the no frills brand yeah. of like dishwashing detergents in Coles and Woolworths? Yeah. Okay. The Aldi brand, If and I saw this once, it's actually the same product as the no frills brand in some instances. Mm-hmm. So, I think I looked at dishwasher or dish sink detergent or something one day from, I had one that was Woolworths brand yeah. and then I had one that was Aldi brand exact same bottle ex- like exact same just different branding so i think um in that regard yeah some of the products are the generic products the good but thing for produce like i went and got some salmon my um greens and all that stuff yeah that was cheaper all day long was it yeah yeah and i could have got a wheelchair for 136 yeah, which you couldn't have got at Woolworths. no no the good thing with them is you can get super Woolworths and go next door and get dishwashing liquid at uh, Coles. You can't do that with the banks. It's true. But I will say, I just want everyone, doesn't actually matter what bank you're with, just don't pay any fees on your transactional account. And don't look at the colour of the logo. No. Why not? Because it doesn't mean they've got the best product. Oh, okay. Yeah. As in the green... The red? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and that's just me being a dickhead. Nah, but a lot of people act emotionally like that, don't yeah. they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I run a money podcast and a lot of people are like, wow, you must know so much about the markets, investing and all that stuff. Well, the truth is I have some secret sauce. Every day I use the Australian Financial Review app as part of my subscription And it just keeps my finger on the pulse with what's happening around the world, in Australia, in relation to companies, politics, all the stuff. So you can also be like me. 
Well, you probably don't want to be like me. However, you can also get access to all the stuff that I use to prepare podcasts and keep my finger on the pulse. So if this type of analysis and information is something that you want to plug into your life, you might be thinking, what can I do? Well, you can invest in your success with a subscription to the Financial Review. Subscribe during the end of financial year sale to save 50% or more for your first three months. Visit afr.com forward slash subscribe. That's afr.com forward slash subscribe. The offer ends on 30th of June. Terms and conditions apply. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.